0: Welcome back to Chris Robley's a podcast. We finally made it to the 10th episode. Thanks for sticking with us if you've been along for the ride. And if today's your first episode, it's gonna be an average one. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Let's uh tune up the band and uh get on to it. That's the same band, I swear. Uh they're just in a better mood today. I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe they got over the orchestra quitting and they're just, you know, wanting to play happier music. I enjoyed it. So what's happening in the world of Chris Robley this week? I, sorry about that. I went to Laugh Boston last night, which is my place of employment uh, as a bartender. I usually uh just because i'm a bartender there like when i do go to shows and there's like a local boston comedian i will pop into the green room and just say hi and uh last night was andy haynes who i met in south by southwest and so um i had been communicating with him uh on instagram for a while about this show and uh i just went back there and hung out with him and uh his openers and. just hung out with them during the, during the show in the green room. It was, it was really fun just to chill. And then, um, we grabbed some dinner afterwards and, uh, you know, I just got to hang out with, with a crew of people that I, uh, didn't know that are all comedians and, um, you know, just a little taste of the real life. Um, it's, you know, just being an open mic comedian who has done a handful of, uh, real shows, you know, it's not, I'm not in that life yet. So it's nice to get a, a peek into, you know, what happens after the show. And it's, you know, nothing crazy. It's not anything unpredictable. It's just, um, you know, you, you don't know until you see it, uh, which I have seen local comedians finish and, you know, see what they do. They usually just go home. But when you're on the road, I wanted to see like these guys going hard on a Tuesday night. They're not. He's Andy's actually sober, so uh, maybe he would have pe- back in the day. But it was a great time. Just uh, they're all good comedians. Uh, Josh Day was one of them. Ryan Ellington was the host. He's a local guy. I've seen him a lot. Uh, really like him. And then uh, Wilfred Padua, who won the 2019 uh, Boston uh comedy festival. He was uh he was really good, really funny, uh, nice guy to catch up with and uh I liked everyone, but uh, here's a big announcement for my show in May. I did sign Josh Day and Ryan Ellington to that show. So now we've got four big names and some up and comers. Maybe I don't know. Depends on who who you know and who you don't. But yeah, up at, uh that's gonna be a great um, great roster. Lars Avers, Josh Day, Andrew Vickers, Ryan Ellington, me, Chris Leedham, Chris Enright, Julie Cameron, and Lloyd Legacy Sharp. And uh, oh, I also added uh, my buddy Pat Lacy to that list. And. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a very, very full show. And, um, you know, tickets are going fast. I'm not lying about this. I I will lie about my audience. I only have about eight people that I'm talking to. You're one of, you know, you've got seven other people that are listening to this. But there are people buying tickets to this show. So if you're one of those seven people, don't, don't wait anymore. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an awesome show at the Knights of Columbus in Charlestown. I won't talk about it like every week, but I definitely wanted to tell people that uh, I added some great comedians and I figured this was a good way to break the news. I was going to put it on Facebook or something, but now I'm just going to make people come listen to this if they're interested in finding out. And then I'll announce like next week or something. But yeah, it's uh, that's just kind of what's been going on comedy wise. I have a Contest tonight at the Burren. Uh, it's run by Janet McNamara. It is uh, one of the most famous rooms in, in Boston for, uh, you know, up and comers. It's been closed for a couple years just because of the pandemic, but we've got uh, a night at the Burren back and it's a little bit of contest and with some uh, pros mixed in. Um, like, Ryan Ellington is going to be on the show tonight, but he's not in the contest. He's just, like, doing a set. Um, I am in the contest, going against some great people. I feel, you know, good about doing a set, but I have no idea how I, I will match up uh, with everyone else. I think every it's based off of um, crowd applause, so we'll see how many people I can bribe when I get there. Uh, host is Andrew De La Volpe, so familiar with him. He uh, hopefully can give me a good intro. Maybe get me get me a couple extra claps. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that. I'll fill you in on that when uh, the next episode comes around. And uh, yeah, that's it for the comedy recap uh, portion. I got really nostalgic this morning when uh, the Instagram account only in Boston or only in boss uh, posted ocean club and Marina Bay was the best or something like that. If you know, you know, Oh no, he said, "I, I miss ocean club and Marina Bay. And I got so nostalgic just reading that tweet. Um, I had to look through my pictures and I went into my phone Or into my uh, iCloud. And the first pictures that I ever took on an iPhone were at Ocean Club. And uh, so I posted those on my Instagram story. Uh, They're 11 years old. And uh, it was just crazy how wild that place was. And there's just nothing like it. You know, just a, it's a Vegas, Miami style uh, beach club that was in boston and uh i get why they got rid of it it's just like the the place that it is marina bay is like this quiet peninsula and there's a lot of really expensive housing and having techno music blasts until 3 a.m just is not uh great for the community but it was an awesome club sand right on the water like Just like lounge chairs and shit, but you just don't get other places. Like, just so much room, you know? That's the thing that I like about day clubs or being outside at night, even is just having room to move around. And that was what was cool about Ocean Club. Granted, I didn't love EDM or techno at the time. I only went when there was like a reason. um, And usually tickets were super expensive. So that was also a reason why I wouldn't go sometimes, but, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was a hell of a time. I definitely sat out a few, few nights just cause, cause of my music tastes and my friends went like every weekend. But soon after that, um, they started booking their own parties and we started being nightclub rats, uh, separate from that scene. And, uh, marina bay closed and ocean club closed and we we're stuck indoors but man that club was awesome i just wanted to talk about it a little bit more and uh i wish we had something like that i would love to have a bar that's actually not even just a bar a club that does huge djs and shit like on the beach i think you could probably do it in revere Like, you got to just build something on the water there. Uh, Honestly, I think that's the only place you could probably do it. Maybe Nahant, if you bought the entire city. Um, That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, man, that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about for that. Uh, We'll get into some TV talk in a minute. TV time, got HBO Max back, and finally watching uh, the rest of winning time. There's uh, still going to be new episodes every week, but I'm caught up to where we are now, and this show is awesome. It's so interesting how much NBA history was within this one team, like Pat Riley being a uh, commentator and then going on to you know win as many rings as he did and uh then jerry Buss, Jeannie Buss is like a 22 year old girl like interning for the team but secretly like doing everything and like there's a reason why she runs the team today like she's been hands-on since day one uh it's a really cool series i like it because uh It's a period piece and kind of puts you in LA in the early 80s, late 70s, and uh, tells you a lot of different stories. Uh, Most recently, they told you about Kareem Abdul Jabbar uh, from like high school to, you know, when Magic came into the NBA and uh, just showed like why he was so mean, why he was so standoffish and uh magic really like touched him you know like he just changed him as a person and the kareem abdul jabbar we see today on tv smiling and everything like that never would have happened if irvin johnson never got drafted to the lakers and never took the stance that he needed to to make kareem a team player and happy and all that stuff Anyways, great show, great period piece, but the thing that is awesome about Kareem is I never knew the story about when he became Lou Alcindor until when he went from Lou Alcindor to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I didn't know what time of his life that happened. I knew it was, I knew he was Lou Alcindor in college, and I thought, um, I don't know, I just never knew when the change happened. And it turned out like he was still living at home, like told, talk to his dad about it. His dad wasn't cool with it at first. He seemed like he was after. Uh, and it was just like this thing. I didn't know that he just like, he was raised Catholic. And um, you know, like a lot of famous black people in that time, uh, Elijah Muhammad was attractive of like a prophet for um, people who wanted to be a little bit more active than Martin Luther King. and when I say active I mean he was peaceful. they weren't they were not uh, you know the the nation of Islam under Elijah Muhammad uh, was not uh, peaceful like Martin Luther King preached. and so that was the difference between the two groups and anyway, like the the Muslims of the time really wanted, like complete segregation, complete separation. And that's why there was like this attitude of like meanness from him towards everyone else is just because, you know, he was always getting, uh, I don't know, trouble from, from people. And like Islam was his way out and, uh, it just explained Kareem in a way that you know he can only imagine. But they show all this stuff, I mean, a, a ton of stuff is like made up, but it's a really good show. And again, I just can't say enough about how good John C. Riley is as Jerry Boss, how good the Magic Johnson uh, character is. Um, there's like three different people who play Kareem like throughout his, his uh, life. And they all look very different, but they're all the right lankiness and they're all good actors. Um, And then there's, then there's just some other people that are on the team that, uh, you know, real characters. And um, one of the, one of the coolest things that happened in this last episode, which I, I believe is true. It makes sense that, Kobe Bryant was a baby in the stands at Magic Johnson's first game. And the reason why I believe that is because Kobe's dad played for the L.A. Clippers. And they opened the, the, the Lakers opened the season against the Clippers. So even if it was a home game or an away game, like they were in L.A. And Kobe lived in L.A. with his dad. So it's very, very possible, most likely true, that Kobe was at Magic Johnson's first game. Kareem was on a team. Kobe was meant to be a Laker for life, man. That guy was born into it. Even though his dad was a Clipper, it's just, it was meant to be. And yeah, that was just a cool little wrinkle in the story. Who knows if it's true or not? A lot of things like that that you'll like if you're a basketball fan, if you watch the show. I also watched Julia, the show about Julia Childs that I was a background actor in um i saw all the scenes that i filmed you will not see me i i know for a fact that i'm not going to be seen because they've all all the scenes have passed and uh yeah nothing but i shaved my beard off for that role and uh, i probably hadn't shaved my beard completely in like two years three years maybe Shaved my beard off completely for that role. Went in, filmed two days, got paid, whatever. And I'm, I don't care that I'm not in it. Like I got paid. It's a credit. It's whatever. It's uncredited, but it's still a credit. Uh, it's just that I shaved my face and cut my hair a little bit because that's what they wanted for a 60s piece. But then two days later, I get a casting call for, they wanted a young Jack Nicholson. Like that was the look they wanted. And that was exactly what I had with the beard. Like I could have chopped it into the mutton chop sideburns and, and everything, but I had just shaved everything off my face and it would have taken forever for all that to come back. And my hair was long enough, like to be a 70s person. And I had cut that to be like 60s length, which is like a little bit more, uh, you know, tight and uh man i was just so upset the timing of all of that because i think i could have been cast as that jack nicholson looking person that they were looking for uh i fit all the right sizes and age and everything just didn't have the hair man but oh well, uh, get him next time julia is an awesome show i would not say this if it wasn't like i Especially because I'm, I'm like barely, I'm not in it. Like, I, w- I have no reason to advertise this, but that show is awesome, man. Julia Childs is a badass bitch. She just basically does what she wants and she believes in herself relentlessly. And uh, it's just, she invented the idea of cooking on TV. Like, that's flat out the Food Network is all an offshoot of julia child's show she was the first one then i think jacques pepin would uh join her or and he had his own show eventually but she was the one who invented it and it's just so cool like you gotta watch the show it's just like how she went on tv shows and like talked about her cookbook and stuff and this the lady who plays her is amazing British actress who is, like, really big in the BBC. I don't know her name, but it's a good show. Watch it. Uh, Other shows, I realized I was watching this WeWork documentary that was so boring, and I'm like, everyone's talking about this WeWork thing. Like, I thought it was supposed to be really good. And I've been watching the documentary on the wrong streaming service, and there's, like, a mini series called we crashed and that's on apple plus i've been watching the wrong thing for two episodes and i was just like this sucks that's the problem with the streaming services today is that back in the day there used to be like a movie came out where it was like a bug's life and then ants came out uh the next day or like the same time and it was like the same ideas would come out at the, at all the same times. But now what's happening is a news story happens. Then someone gets the, the live action recreation. Then someone gets the documentary and then someone gets the like post documentary, uh, rebuttal. And, uh, basically, um, I've been getting confused as to what to watch, and I hate streaming services, and I want them all to go away, and give me just, give me back cable, I want cable back, with on demand, on demand DVR cable, that was it, that was the dream, that was perfect, we never needed to move on from that, and that's all I have to say about it guys, I'll see you next week, adios.